We are live. It is 1.04 Central Standard Time in the U.S., 7.04 p.m. BST in the U.K. is that, the Nomad that, Tech Project. That, is it? It's not summer anymore, mate. Oh, whatever. <laughs> it's it's the evening in the, in the U.K. So for all of you just joining us, I don't care about the time change. Apparently, they didn't. They changed yeah. times and didn't tell us. I guess I didn't get the email. So it's the Nomad Tech Project with yeah, Sam and Joe. That. That's okay. We didn't talk about it beforehand, and this show clearly is not planned. And if you're watching the stream and you're paying attention to this later on, you'll see a very special guest. We have Trent from Trent's Tech. How are you, sir? Welcome back. It's been a while since I had you on our former show. I'm glad you could carve out some time. I know this is NFL Sunday. The Browns are playing so far winning, so fingers crossed they continue to do that. And thanks for spending some time with us today. I appreciate it, sir. Oh, yeah. Thank you. It has been a while. Yeah, I think that it's been more than a year. And we've been, of course, Joe and I have been kind of following your channel and kind of seeing how that has evolved. And I would, I guess my question, since the last time we talked, how do you think your channel has evolved, has changed? How has your approach changed in the last 12 to 18 months? Like, can you kind of give us a, like, what's the status of your channel and how you're approaching your work and, and kind of where you are now? Uh, I just, it is like way more laid back. So I'm not yelling at the camera anymore like i used to <laughs> right and uh i just i just take it slow because uh i mean my kids getting older i got a new job and you know life stuff happens so i'm not like sitting there like leaning on the channel like i gotta make it i gotta make it i'm just like uh i'll make it i'll just won't make it there today yeah there's no yeah. rush man yeah. So, so uh, you said you got a new job. So I know weren't you working at a you working at a school doing IT and hardware and some of that before? I think that's the last time we spoke. I think that was kind of what you were doing. So I, I guess yeah. that's changed. Yeah. So I worked for a school district for like four years doing IT, and then um, the, the the drive and you know I was like driving thirty miles like one way and thirty miles back. So that's like sixty miles a day just for the drive itself. Time is precious, man. The time, gas, wear and tear on a vehicle. Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, just like the job itself, like I ended up kind of not liking it after a while. And I was just like, well, I'll just stick it out here long enough until I found, find something else. Four years later, I found <laughs> something else. Right. So yeah. it basically took you to Olympic cycle. That's okay. You know, sometimes yeah. best plan, best laid plans, right? Oh, well. That's thing when you've got a job, you can take your time and select something that's right for you. Yeah, because um, over like the past, I want to say like the past twelve years, all the jobs I've taken were jobs that were like out of necessity. It was just like I, I have to take a job because I don't have a job right now. But this was like one of the few that I had a job. I was able to give them notice and then go through all the process of get like doing the new job and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's always better when you can kind of leverage, especially if you can leverage a skill set and kind of show and take your time. And then, and then remember, you can be more selective on who you decide as your new employer is going to be, right? You can actually, you're coming to the table in a better frame of mind and have some leverage where you can go, yeah, this isn't, either the compensation is not right, or this is not right fit, or the culture is not right, or, you know, I don't want to drive that far, or just, I don't, I ain't feeling this interview. Like, you know, you get there and you just get a vibe on a company. And after, after the interview, you're kind of like, eh. You know, I can pick and choose. That's definitely a better place to be uh, when you're doing an employment opportunity for sure. Oh yeah, and yeah, I was I was looking for a job for about a year. Yeah, and that's what Patar was just asking. He said he about hunting for about about a year or so. 
Well, good deal. So I guess the next question I want to ask you is not only has your channel changed, but apparently the tech space and community has kind of changed a little bit, even, even in the last year. So how would you, how would you, if you had to give an A, A, B, C, D, F rating, right, in school, like how do you think the last 12 months have been when it comes to not only tech, but tech coverage, commentary, opinion, like how, <laughs> is it, is it, is it plateauing? Is it receding? I mean, like where, where, what's your assessment of like the current tech community space channels, Twitter, all that stuff? Uh, maybe, uh, I'd say about a C. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it's amazing, but I wouldn't say it's terrible either. It's kind of like, uh, it feels like we're going through like another transition phase because, uh, for a while, like leaks were hot, like leaks were red hot. Uh, if you made a leak channel, <clears throat> you blew up. If you talked about Apple leaks or you were able to have reliable leaks or you made a channel where you just like talked about leaks and showed a bunch of renders, it was like red hot. That seems to have kind of quieted down a little bit. So it's not like right. this massively explosive thing. Um, the commentary is okay. People really aren't just like, you know, foaming about event after event after event. So um, it kind of seems like things are starting to balance out a little bit more evenly. Um, the whole, oh, my God, there's no innovation. That started to kind of like disappear to where people are just like, hey, you know, it is what it is. Like, we don't have to worry about, you know, Geekbench scores and DXO marks and all that stuff. So. <laughs> I say it's I say it's kind of even when it comes to commentary videos and stuff like that. Twitter mm -hmm. on the other hand, <laughs> Twitter, Twitter, <laughs> extra level of F. <laughs> yeah, Twitter is the dumpster fire of dumpster fires. Oh yeah, it's it's. And, and not just in the tech space. I would argue that Twitter, just generally as as a as a discussion medium, is is a complete. It's 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 a nightmare. It's really bad. Twitter. I love Twitter being a spectator on Twitter. Yeah, Twitter. The the energy on Twitter is people live more to prove you wrong than to prove you right. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> It's like, oh man, you know, if you don't sit there and do 18 hours of research on Reddit before you post something on Twitter, right? And just like, and Barry says, "Yep, did did you mention Twitter? Yes, we mentioned we mentioned Twitter. Absolutely, it's it's, I, you know, I, and it's like, why can't we have? It's okay to have honest discussion and debate and differences of opinion like what but i mean can anybody argue that phones at, at this stage in 2022 even at the budget and mid-range level aren't solid i mean i mean even even at your 200 300 price point maybe that argument would have floated in you know 2011 or 2009 but at, at this stage of the game anything that's coming out is pretty awesome for the price point you can argue what's valuable to you and i still think that's a specious argument I, you know and everybody talks about well that's too much money i'm like Okay, well, is a Tesla really worth one hundred and seventeen thousand dollars when you can buy a, a Hyundai Ionic Five for forty? I mean, who, who's to say what's valuable to the person making the purchase? Like, I don't understand that argument, but you know. 
So that's the thing. It's a personal thing, and people take it way too personal, though. Right. <laughs> like they work for Samsung or they work for Apple. Right. So the where I see boys. the major issue is is that the people who complain the most about price are the people who are buying phones every single year. Uh-huh. Like if you're a tech YouTuber, and I, I'll just say it because this is the most relevant to me. If you're a tech YouTuber and, you know, it's your job or whatever, right? And you're sitting there buying phones and you're like, well, I'm buying this to make money. Then you turn around and say, well, what person would buy this phone every single year? It's the same phone as last year. And it's like, okay, you have to remove yourself from the tech part and say, regular people do not buy phones every single year. There's a very small majority of people who are paying full price for a phone, then selling that phone or trading that phone in and buying another phone at full price. Now you have people that are on iPhone every year plans where they're just constantly just paying a monthly fee. So they treat it like a subscription. So they don't care. They're just going to get the new one anyway. Right. You got other people that are in other situations where they may be coming from a phone that's three to five years old. So even though going from an S21 Ultra to an S22 Ultra isn't a big jump for us, for them going from an S8 to an right. S22 Ultra is a massive jump. So it's just yeah, definitely. I think us as creators and tech people, like we have to have more context. Like I get the part is like, well, you're not getting that much more than last year. Well, you're not getting that much more between the the 21 Mustang and the 22 Mustang. Like it's, it's <laughs> a common, it's a common thing. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and I was, you know, like I said, I, I that, that's what I think. I mean, a lot of people keep their phones until they're either the battery is completely short charged or the OS is so old. Everything's so busted that they just can't do anything anymore. And they just have to upgrade. Right. And some people, yeah, do have uh, a next plan or 18 month upgrade plan or whatever. Um, but for the most part, yeah, it's um, it's kind of funny how we're supposed to be driving that conversation about tech and doing reviews and showing people what these things are. But at the end of the day, it's like the majority of, of consumers don't really move to that. So I have a two or three year pace. cycle. Yeah. Isn't it? Moving that same pace. For most so, people, two or three years, I think. So, yeah. So where are we with our current state? Like what phone are you currently daily driving? Are you testing anything? What phones? It's yeah, phones. phones. <laughs> well, I, I think it was a uh, Joe made a comment that I think he had a couple of he got iPhones. two terabyte iPhones. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I remember the picture. I got this there. Uh, okay, so you get just yeah, I knew it'd be phones. Oh, wait, oh, there's a fourth one. It's got a whole pack. There we go. Yeah. So so <laughs> never I, never ends, right? <laughs> so my Pixel Six is my work phone. So basically, when okay. I um, when I went to my new job. Uh, they give us phones, you know, if we have to work remote. Nice. And they said, uh, hey, we can give you an iPhone 11 or we can give you a Pixel 6. I went with the Pixel 6. Um, my 13 Pro Max, I literally just keep around because I do memes and it still has a SIM card slot. So <laughs> right. this is this is like my social media fun phone or whatever. Uh, I, get into Ultra, that I still have... <laughs> Cause I can't sell it. Like, I'll be honest. Like everybody else will probably be like, Oh, well, I have, because I still, look. I can't sell this thing to say, to save my life. So I'm just like, whatever, I'll just keep it. 
And then um, <laughs> Google sent me out the Pixel 7 Pro. So one of, I'll let you guys know. One of the things I'm going to do tonight, because I'm going to one of the NBA games later on, is oh, okay. I'm going to test out the zoom between the S22 Ultra and the Pixel 7. Nice. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense to test out the zoom on this because the zoom is absolutely trash. But okay. it wouldn't be fair. But with these two, I think it's a little bit more interesting. Yeah, I'm curious to say you go to the Cavs game. I guess I would assume. Yeah. Okay. I didn't That's know that. Has, has, are they still in preseason? I wasn't sure when the NBA season actually started. I thought uh, gonna... this. I think this is their first home game. Okay. Cool. There you go. Now, do you do you go to a lot of NBA games in, uh, in the Cavs games in the year? Do you, do you uh, like? How often do you normally go? Like once a year, twice it's, a year? It's, it's like two or three times a year. It's it's kind of rare because just like the scheduling right. between me and my girlfriend, like as far as like when that stuff lines up. But she's got like a different schedule now. So like now it's a little easier to go. And the last time I went to the All-Star game that they had last year, I was just, I was just so upset because – um I just had the iPhone. I didn't have my S22 Ultra and trying to take any sort of picture that was like beyond what 3x or whatever was just horrible. Hmm. So I'm definitely going to take pictures with these two phones and because we're not like sitting on the floor. Like sometimes you're like kind of up there and it's just like, mm. like oh my God. <laughs> right. And I, again, if you're a football, you know, if you're a football stadium, you, if you're sitting up at the top, you're far away. But even at like a, either a basketball game or even a hockey hockey game, you're, even if you're sitting all the way back, you're still not totally far. That's a very small, it's a very much of a smaller venue than, than a full size football stadium. Yep. So, Perfect uh, venue, really, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Well, as opposed to like if you're at like an Arsenal who tied one one Southampton. Yeah, let's not get into that. Let's not get into. I that. just thought I would just mess it up because it just seems like it bothers you because you. It, of course it does, mate. Of course it does. They're all the They top one one against Southampton, who's not very good, right? They're not great. No, they're not great. Okay, just checking. Okay. Yeah, so, it's all right. We're still top of the league at the moment. It's not going to last, right. but. So of all the so are, are you liking the Pixel Seven? Do you think for for Pro? I mean, now on, do you have the six or the six Pro? I wasn't. I wasn't uh, sure this was a six. I have a regular six for my work phone, and then I have the Seven Pro that Google sent me out. So okay, I like the Seven Pro. I it uh it actually surprised me because um you know how like you know like I said between two phones every year there's not like a massive difference. Mm-hmm. The battery life between the six uh, Pro and the seven Pro for me has been night and day. Like it was so much better, and it makes me want to use the seven Pro more than the S twenty two Ultra. Like these two phones, both of these phones have five thousand milliamp hour batteries in them. Both of right. them have fourteen forty p displays. Both of them have one hundred twenty hertz. This phone will last so much longer than my S22 Ultra will. I don't know what's wrong with it, but the S22 Ultra, if I charge it up overnight and I use it like I use my Pixel, I'll be at like 20%. And this is going from like 6.45 a.m. to about 4 p.m. I'll be at 20% with this phone. So I leave work at 6. So I'm like, I'm going to have to charge this before I leave. This phone... I can go from like 6.45 a.m. to about 8 or 9 o'clock at night, and then I'm just hitting like 
20 to 15 percent so the battery life for me has been been huge yeah i wonder if that's just you know obviously google software optimization maybe samsung's got a lot of processes that are running samsung phones always are you know obviously with one ui it's a little bit more heavier on the software end maybe there's a bunch of processes drawing hey sam that's a snapdragon version if you're in europe it's the exodus and it's it's even worse (laughs) i would never ever buy an Gen one yeah, yeah, I would. That's, I'm glad, and I'm finally glad that that Samsung seems like they're kind of getting away from the Exynos. Yeah, it seems like that it way. Just wasn't very good for them. So, well, it's interesting. So, yeah, I like to see. So, I guess you'll post those pictures online of your of the Cavs game tonight. I'm kind of curious to see how both of those phones perform as far as the zoom capability. I'm, I'm interested. Yeah, it'd be interesting, see. definitely. Yeah, I'm a. Um, I'll probably if the if the like. The signal there is okay because you have like so many people in one place. Right. I'll try and post it like during like the little timeouts and stuff like that. If not, then I'll probably just throw it all up there tomorrow. Cool. Trent, yeah, can you well, do something for me? Can you put Sam's head on a on a player? <laughs> oh God, please don't do that. Actually, yeah, the funny thing is, he's good at it. Well, apparently as there well. was an M- there was an MMA guy who um. I guess I have the same last name as I do. So I got to work one. This is when I was still working as a police officer and I went to my locker and they had taken the, I guess the poster for the card that night. It was like four or five people. <laughs> and there's this guy with my head. I was like, wait a minute. Did you, did you like, you know, you know uh, Photoshop the name? No, that guy's the same last name. Apparently he's a fighter too. I'm like, Oh, great. So it was kind of funny. I actually checked out on him. Like, yeah. It's the same last name. Who knew? Right. But uh, yeah, if you could do that, Joe would be very happy. I would be. Yeah. Devastated since that. nobody knows who I am. They'd be like, who's this schmuck? It's like when you do it with Viper, everybody knows Viper, right? So that's kind of a funny thing. So yeah, with me, yeah, might not get so much traction on that one. Just just gonna put that out there. I think it'll work. Yeah. So uh I guess my question is how now how does it work with the pixel? Like who gets like Team Pixel, are you Team Pixel? Are you not? And if you are, do they send phones? I don't know. It seems like I never can figure out with Google. What their you know, strategy is when it comes to that, I'm not 100% always sure. Like who gets what and how, and some people are and don't, and some people don't. And do, I don't know. Uh, give some clarity on it because I'm not sure how it works. So, for Team Pixel, I can speak to Team Pixel because I'm on Team Pixel. The other two are just based off of what I've either heard from other people or what I've seen with my own two eyes. Team Pixel is uh, it's an invite, so. Okay. Uh, someone from their brand will reach out to you and um, you can decide if you want to be on Team Pixel. They usually give you like, hey, you know, this is like like embargo restrictions or, you know, this is what this is what we require by law. And to be honest, when they reached out and they like said, hey, here are the terms. <clears throat> I was surprised because it, it's just FTC regulations. So right. one of our one of our regulations, because people always just rag on me whenever I say, you know, Team Pixel get from Google, and, and they're like, oh, you're shilling for Google. I'm like, no, it's it's an FTC regulation that if you tag this, if you tag at Made by Google, or if you tag, you know, at Google Pixel. It's FTC regulation that you have to include that, right? I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure they worked out a deal because <clears throat> normally, because this happened to me with Samsung. Two years ago, I won the 
S20 Ultra in a contest, right? Okay. So they sent me the S20 Ultra. They sent me the uh, the earbuds or whatever, right? And they sent me the Z Flip, like when the Z Flip first came out. With that, they said, hey, you know, these are prizes. Since these are prizes, you have to pay taxes on these prizes because just like if you go to uh, – nice. You know, like if you uh, go to Wheel of Fortune and they give you a car, you have to pay taxes on that prize because it's right. considered a prize, right? So with that, Samsung cut me a check, and I think it was for like uh, 800 or 900 bucks. And they said, hey, use this to pay for your taxes, okay? So – Either someone can uh, give you a prize and you have to pay the taxes or they can do it the Mr. Beast way where you get a prize and then he pays the taxes. And so that's mm -hmm. how I was able to get it, you know, for quote unquote free. Right. With Pixel, they're not it's not a prize. Right. So you didn't right. win anything. That's right. why they're saying, hey, <clears throat> this is a gift. Uh, yeah. But yeah, like this, this is a gift. So we're letting you guys know this is a gift. This is not, we're not giving someone this phone as like a tangible asset or anything like that. So that's how all that works out. Um, there's also, there's two other ones. The other one is um, like a Google partner. Now I am not a Google partner, but I talked to somebody who was a Google partner and basically what they told me what the terms was is that instead of them getting the phone later, they basically get the phone earlier, right? So, you know, like everybody has like all their early reviews and stuff like that. That's because they're like, you know, a Google partner and then they can test drive the phone and use it and all that stuff. However, they actually have to return their phone, whereas with Team Pixel, you pretty much kind of just keep it. Okay. So, um, you're that's, allowed to say that's it. That's the trade-off. Uh, here's, here's what I'll say about that. <laughs> I have never received a letter saying that you cannot sell this phone. However, I've heard from other people in the past that depending on who you get a phone from, they can still reserve the right to request it back. Uh, okay. So okay. <clears throat> do with that information as you will. I'm not going to say <laughs> I'm not going to say, oh, yeah, sell your phone. And then somebody's like, hey, you sold this. You weren't supposed to. But at the same time, I'm not going to be like, keep the phone in your sock drawer for the next 22 years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, chase you down. Right. Oh, yeah. The third one is uh, Pixel Fans, I think. Oh, the Super Fans. Super Fans. That's what it is. Super Fans. I think you get like, it's it's more so just Google as a whole. So like I've seen people get backpacks, I've seen people mm -hmm. get the little Google home display, I've seen people get like a year's worth of like the Google One subscription. So um I'm not exactly sure how that one runs. Just that's just based off of what I've seen, but I think you can sign up for it or, or something. Yeah, it's only in the US though. Right. So yeah. all of this fans. stuff is just from the U.S. point of view. <clears throat> yeah. 
And speaking of that, our boss, Lenny, he uh, he runs a channel, YouTube channel. Maybe you heard it, Purposely Pixel. You should check it out. He's got all sorts of great – and this is, like, up his wheelhouse. He's got jerseys and flags and his kids out playing. He's got phones, <laughs> cases. If, if you're if you're mildly interested in what's going on with the Pixel, you should check out their channel. Lenny you know, Bonds is Mr. Pixel. He loves right. He is. And he's got pictures of, like, all these people, and he gets to hang out with a bunch of people. We don't get to hang out with those people, clearly, <laughs> no. because – one, because why would they let us out of, you know, I live in St. Louis, so I'm not exactly, you know, down the street. And also, you don't want me in social settings. I mean, that's pretty much how it goes. Like, yeah, we do. you live in the UK. Well, you do. But, yeah, man. You know, why not? I go, I go on the camping trip. The camping trip looked kind of cool, only because I like the fact that I, I camp in the December, and that looked like a lot of fun. They had, like, Airstreams. That's pretty. That was a pretty slick little setup. So uh, Let me stop you there. Know. That was glamping. That wasn't camping. That was glamping. Well, they had, like yeah. trailers, didn't they? It was, it was all posh. Right. And Airstreams are sweet, though. I mean, they're expensive as hell. If you ever been there? I like, I'd like to get one. So I saw the price for like 50 grand. I went, oh, well, I don't know if I, I'm good. I'll just get a, I'll just, I'll just get a tent. We'll just hang out in a tent. So, but uh, I, yeah, so I mean, so, so far you're liking the Pixel. It sounds like as far as battery life, it definitely, it's, it's meeting your needs. And as far as the software, it seems like out the gate so far the software on the, on the 7 has been a lot smoother on 13 than the 6 was on 12. It seems like we're having a lot less issues. Oh, yeah. Fingerprint reader I heard is pretty solid. It's way more refined. Way more yeah. refined. I they did a really I think they did a really good job out the gate this time around listening to people's responses, listening to feedback. Fingerprint reader was trash. You need to get better on that and then 12 with Pixel 6 was not very good. So it sounds like they're doing pretty well. I mean, I, what do you what do you think about that? I mean, as far as this launch versus last year, I th it sounds like a whole lot less problem. It's uh, it's a complete one eighty from my experience that I had from last year. I know uh, I know some people their experience was like awesome from last year. I've known other people, including myself, that just had just a really really bad experience. But uh, my experience this year has been good. The thing, the thing that the Pixel did for me this year is looking at how it came out, looking at how everything's running right now. Um, I didn't, I did not have to pay for this phone. Let me just get that out the way. I did not have to spend <laughs> any money on this phone. gift from Google. <clears throat> However, <laughs> I spent twelve hundred dollars on this phone. This is twelve hundred bucks. If I'm comparing. <laughs> $1,200 to $900, right? I'm going with this every single time based off of the price. Right. Now, can the Samsung do some things better than the Pixel? Sure. Of course. Can the Pixel do some things better than the Samsung? Yes. Yep. <laughs> the Pixel 7 makes me not want to pay over $1,000 for a phone ever again. Right. Like, I just... I, I've been using it, and, and I'm like, like, I'm not talking about, oh, hey, I'm taking this outside, and this is going to be my YouTube camera, and I'm going to run my business off of this. It's just like, no, I'm just saying, for a phone, simply for a phone, something that you're going to take the phone out, use social media, watch TV, do other stuff. We're, we're not sticking this inside of roller cages and getting <laughs> to, like, no. But just for just a phone, Getting out of that mindset of you need to have a one thousand dollar phone to have a decent flagship experience 
this proves otherwise. Right. You know, and it's the it's the bigger model. It's got the bigger battery. It's got the you know all the other extra little stuff in it. But it's under a thousand dollars. I can rock with that. For me to get a, a and just pretend this pretend this was a fourteen. For me to get a fourteen Pro Max, I would have to start at like eleven, like one thousand ninety nine dollars. Right. Just, just to start. That's entry level. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't, I don't want to anymore. I don't, I don't want to spend over thousand dollars for a phone. Now, when you can get decent, a really, 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 really good phone below that price. Right. And this is this is the pro model because uh I think somebody else said in the chat before like the um Pixel 7 is 599. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. crazy. And compared to the fact that really Google probably more than a lot of companies lately have tried to make the difference between the 7 and the 7 Pro as far as capability. I think as far as that's why I bought the six because at, at that price at five ninety nine I think it's really close. I'll, I just basically lose the the telephone. I mean, and there's you know, and the screen. Well, it's but a few more bits, that. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, for the, really, the, but nowadays it's like that seems to be the defining characteristic is the camera. It's like they don't care like about the it. average person is not you're not going to notice the difference. Yeah, but for three hundred dollar savings, I mean, you can get into mm. a Pixel Seven for seven hundred, like for five ninety nine. I can't imagine a phone out there unless you get maybe some of the Xiaomi and things that aren't available to everybody in the U.S. I I can't. How can you argue against the Pixel Seven, the Pixel series? I mean, I just as far as Android goes, you'd be hard it's pressed for, for 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 dollar for dollar hitting a price point and punching above its weight class. The Seven is pretty solid. I it can't at six hundred bucks. It's it's crazy good for for that price point, especially with the software capability of the phone. Do you guys and, know? Do any other phones have? Um... The voicemail that you can read, like the Pixel has. Uh, if you have AT and T, if you have AT and T, has a, like a built-in visual voicemail, and actually, visual, I think visual. Before, it's, it's pretty good. I actually, the AT and T, I don't like a lot of their bloatware, but their visual voicemail offerings on their carrier devices is pretty. Yeah, because I've got it on my Pixel, and it's amazing. It's little features yeah. like that for me that uh, really make a phone, like a phone. Yeah, but but <laughs> phone feature. Right. Yeah, but Trent's point is, is perfect. Like I said, what for what you're talking about as far as what you're getting for what you're paying for, the Pixel line is pound for yeah. pound probably the best Android device you can buy that's available to most people in the United States. I mean, maybe not in Europe or Asia, but in, for us, I think Trent's got it. <laughs> well, as, as Barry Johnson said in the chat, well said. I agree. Definitely well said, yeah. That's why they do a clap. Trent, have you tried a 6A? Uh, yeah, I have a 6A. Because that's uh, like even more like great value. It's, the it's si like the average person. The, the 6A is about as average person as you can get, right? Mm -hmm. And when I say average person, hey, I need to make a phone call. Hey, I need to text somebody. I want to take a picture. I want to record some video. And I want to scroll the internet. Can it game? You can game on there, but that's not what it's meant for. So it's like it does it does enough to be decent, but mm. it doesn't really like massively excel at anything else except for the camera and just like the software experience. But it's four hundred and fifty dollars. Like it's not 
it's not really meant to uh, to really no, do yeah. more than that. But uh, I'm I'm actually sending my six uh, A to my mom because she has a uh, she has like a moto. I forget what it is, but it was like the retail price. It was like 179 bucks and she's had it for like two years, but it's starting like to crap out on her. And she had a pixel before, but it actually got stolen while she was out in Las Vegas. So she's actually wanted to go back to a pixel. And I'm like, well, just wait, I'll send you my six a before you buy another one. So she's going to be using that one sometime next week. Cool. Yeah. Like I said, it's uh, yeah. And then, uh, Comment here, Pixel Six, two hundred bucks at Best Buy. <laughs> if you can if you can buy a Pixel Six brand new for two hundred bucks, you'd be an idiot not to buy that phone. If you needed, like, <laughs> I mean, I mean seriously, you 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 have to go out of your way. And then, like I said, but I guess the question is, going off of what you said about the phone and that thousand dollar price point, how would you feel about if you're talking about like foldables, dual screens, flips? Z Fold, a possible Duo. Like, do you do you think that that because of the price, because of the fact that those devices are a little bit more not your slab devices, do you think that cost justifies maybe pushing into that eleven, twelve, fourteen, fifteen, some cases seventeen ninety nine price point for the foldable? Or where where do you see that? Like, do you see that where where are we at the foldables now? Are we on the precipice of it failing? Like, where do you how do you feel about that price? Because that's going to be plus one grand. I think I think with foldables, it's all about pricing. Like, I I said this before. I would not. I would. I don't feel cool paying eighteen hundred dollars for a Galaxy Z Fold Four, right? And it doesn't have the best cameras in it, right? Like, I think once you go past fourteen hundred dollars, is my limit of you know, acceptance when it comes to, well, hey, it has this, but it doesn't have that. Well, it has that. It doesn't have this. When you hit $1,500, it better have everything in it. Because at that point for a phone, why? And then when you when you reach uh, $1,800, $1,900, that thing better beat every other product in the entire lineup simply because of the price. Right. Mm. It, it, it it better beat it in every single category or at least match it, right? And we just saw this happen recently where, and everybody was like, oh my God, uh, you're broke. Huh? Pay pay $1,800 for it. It's for the technology, yada, yada, whatever. <laughs> okay, what did Samsung do like two weeks ago? They dropped the price on uh-huh. the fold by 200 bucks. And you right. didn't have to do anything. You didn't have to do a trade-in. You didn't have to do it. They literally out of nowhere they dropped it by two hundred dollars, so it brought it down from seventeen ninety nine to fifteen ninety nine. I literally said in my video, I was like, it'd be so much easier if this phone was like fifteen or sixteen hundred bucks, as opposed to eighteen eighteen hundred out the door. Right. And then if you if you go back in time and you look at the price, it was like okay, the fold because foldables aren't new anymore, right? Right, they're, they're not new. They're, they exist, so. The price premium for technology that has existed is supposed to come down over a while. So you had the Fold, which came out at $1,980. Everybody was just like, what? $2,000 almost. 
Then they came out with the full two, $1,999, another two grand. Then they came out with the full three. They dropped it down to 1800. They came out with the full four, which was a revision of the uh, full three. It's still at 1800. Next year, I'm expecting it should be between 1500 and 1600. It's not new anymore. Right. The, the only thing that's new is like the little refinements that they're doing. And like I said, as the technology comes out, you start off expensive and you start to come down a little bit. Right. We all uh, we all praised when we saw uh, what was it like? Like the flip three when it came out a thousand dollars, people were like, "Well, okay, whatever." Right. <laughs> Eight months later, when these things were floating around Best Buy, you could pick them up for four ninety nine. Everybody was like, "Oh yeah." So I don't think it. I don't think it's necessarily the technology; it's the pricing. Right. Like for me, though, is a there's a question mark over durability. Still, you, I wouldn't buy a secondhand fold. I wouldn't. But but um, there's there's the there's the question of durability, but it's also the price. Mm-hmm. Like mixed, yeah. Like no, not that many people are willing to risk it all on durability for eighteen hundred dollars. Definitely. But <laughs> if you're able to get a full three for eight hundred bucks off of Amazon, like people were earlier this year, then that's not is it's not such a pain point, right? You know, mm-hmm. for for example, this this little camera is a ZV one. I take this around with me everywhere because to replace this is five hundred bucks. To replace what I'm recording on right now is closer to twenty five. I'm not taking this anywhere. <laughs> like right, the same right I there in I the can't house. Afford right. to break that, but I can right. afford to break this. And like, you know, it's the same thing with phones. You know, taking an eighteen hundred dollar phone somewhere, you're like. Jesus, Dude. right? <laughs> but if it was just yeah. eight hundred bucks, you'd be like, "Well, okay." Yeah, like I said, and that and that's mm. the thing with foldables that you know have folding screens, right? You realize that you know I have a Lumia fifteen twenty. It's in the drawer. Short of me dropping it, it will be in the same condition it's going to be in in twenty years. You know that if you continue to use any kind of foldable screen, you will have a failure. It will fail at some point, whatever, because it just is. I mean, they even say so. So. I agree with you, like I said. And but the only question I don't want to say I don't want to play devil's advocate, but I want to ask you more as, as a as a question. So that was the argument that people made about duo and duo two. But now you can pick up a duo original, better software, refinements, right? And you could probably pick one up for probably three hundred bucks. And mm-hmm. then now you've got somebody who's doing where they're doing development where they're putting Windows eleven on it. So you can even have that as like a kind of an experimental mess around, flash it ROM. And so I, I guess my question is. But you don't see a lot of people going out and now buying duos or duo twos because the price is now acceptable to jump in. So my question would be is price isn't always it for a person like you. And maybe it's because I'm not rocking a duo lifestyle. I don't really it doesn't work for my workflow. So I don't care if they mm. give me one free. I wouldn't use it as a daily driver just because it's just not the phone for me. So I guess that would be the only argument I would say. And I guess my question is, what do you think about like that as far as like because it's <clears throat> excuse me because it's it's branding that's that's okay. the only reason it's because it's uh it's because it's a Microsoft duo if it was a Samsung duo if it was an Apple duo people be lining up to grab them because 
One one thing that we absolutely can't ignore as much as we would like to is the power of branding and the power of familiarity. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The, the perfect <clears throat> the perfect transition to this is is that before the Pixel Six, if I said the word Pixel to ten different people, no one would know what I was talking about right. at all. Great. They they wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. Google uh Google ramped up their marketing and advertising to where now they're all over. Uh, they're showing commercials during NFL. They right. got a partnership yeah. with the NBA. They got, they at least got it to where people at least ask the question, what is a pixel? Now I would need Microsoft to bring that same energy to find some way, even if it's dropping commercials during tennis games or whatever, mm. market your product. So people can at least know and ask about it, because if I say, "Hey, you seen that Microsoft Duo?" People are like, "What?" If I say, "Hey, you seen that Pixel Phone?" They may not know which one I'm talking about, but they might at least have an idea. Right. And they may have come across an ad, a print ad. They may. I've seen them at movie theaters, like you know, in, in the credits and the pre-reels. I've seen Pixel. Matter of fact, I. I joke was i had the original six and i went to a movie and they did that hey google and the whole like everybody's phone went off in the movie <laughs> I, was like, I was like hey don't ah but i mean the fact that you're right microsoft only you know the only thing they have about surfaces on nfl games right you can see the you know famously you know tom brady spikes a couple surface devices they told hey stop smacking well that's the only reason google's actually started to have growth it's because of the marketing so right well, it's exactly like right, to Trent's point. It's, and also, I think there's a little bit of extra hate on Microsoft because remember, Microsoft has had Windows, and there are people who are anti Windows and anti Microsoft could make a cure for cancer. And people would go, Well, if Microsoft did it, they're probably going to be discontinued. And it's probably only going to work. And you're probably going to have to use Internet Explorer to get this cure <laughs> for cancer, right? So there, there's a little bit of brand, not even like acrimony. Like people don't like Microsoft. There are people who just don't like it. And they, even if they made a solid device, even if they used it in their mind, they're not even going to take a swing on it just because of the branding. That's why I told people I've made this argument to the day is long. The day that Apple makes a foldable foldables, because that's the good housekeeping seal of approval for foldables. Then just funny with the market. Five million of them the next day. They would be like, it'll be like, oh, foldables are like Apple came up with it. I'm like, <laughs> not really. It's been a lot of other stuff. But yeah, I mean, it, you're you're trying to your point spot. I just want to see your take on how that is because I, I do agree with you. I think it's it's a Microsoft product. Thing is, with um, uh, um the marketing for Google, I find that people know Magic Eraser more than they know Pixel. Right. <laughs> so I have people yeah. come in my store and I'm like. What, what what's the phone that does that magic eraser? So they don't know what phone it is. They just know that feature. Right. Well, I know. And now I you know got the fl- the blurring know, thing uh, too. Now, yeah. I know people who know iMessage more than they know what the iPhone actually is or does. Yeah. Right. Like all they all they know is, uh, where can I get this blue bubble at? Because no one to talk to me. Yeah, it's about like, getting that marketing right. Right. Like I've never had an Apple phone, but apparently I need to get one so I can message people. So. Which one should I get? They they have no idea who Steve Jobs is. They have no idea what the Apple company even stands for. They're just like, I need this feature. Yeah. And that's what it's about, getting the marketing right. Marketing the best features of your device. Yeah, and then Aditi makes a good point. Google stopped half-assing it. They started committing hard. Yeah, they, they yeah, started going all in on 
Right. I mean, with the Duo, that's why I'm like, well, of course Microsoft's not going to sell any of those things because nobody knows they exist. I mean, I've taken my Duo out in public and I've used it, and people look at me like I'm from like 3022. They're like, what the hell is that? I'm like, oh, it's, and, and then I said, what well, they usually say is, hey, is that one of those Samsung folds? I go, no, it's actually on Microsoft. They go, oh, Microsoft makes phones? <sighs> yeah, they make phones, and I'm the schmuck that bought one, so here I am, right? <laughs> but yeah, it's it's exactly that 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 solidifies your point, Trent. I mean, that's point two. Better smoking. And this is this is a this is one thing I, I'll tell anybody to do this. If you're if you're anywhere near a Best Buy, and you can do this for yourself, go into a Best Buy. When you walk in and you look at the display shelves, if you look at where they have their products. You can tell what companies either A, could afford to have it there, or B, actually cared about that display. If you go over to the Apple area, every single thing about Apple is over there. Even mm -hmm. if even if they don't have a phone sitting over there, they'll still have the case. They'll still have something alluding back to yeah, the patterns, like your folding covers, stands, everything. Oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Right. With... With the Surface, if I go into a Best Buy right now, the only way I can find a Surface is on the very end of the display mm -hmm. of the cases. Like the phone that like where they display the, the Surface phone isn't even with the other phones. It's on the right. end of a shelf of mm -hmm. cases and chargers. You wouldn't you wouldn't know about that phone unless you were over there looking for a Samsung or Apple charger. So it, it's, right. it's like little things like that. Like if you say, Hey, uh, I'm going to go look at phones and the phone that you sell is not in the area where the other phones are being sold. You're probably not going to see that phone. I'm seeing blue phones. I'm seeing Samsung. I'm seeing, um, uh, all the carrier phones, pixels, right. All of that stuff is in the phone area, but the Surface Duo that you want me to pay fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars for is literally hanging on the edge of a shelf with mm -hmm. nothing guiding me towards it. This right. is where I need Microsoft to be like, yo, take that thing off of that shelf. Even if you got to put it over there with the laptops and the PCs, because they will market the hell out of Surface. Yeah. Oh, no yeah. The Best Buy. Yeah, the yeah. Best Buy I have. They have a whole dedicated Surface area, and there's Surface Go's and Surface, you know, Pros. There, and that's it's not as developed as the Sam as the Apple stuff, but it's 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 clearly if you're looking for a Surface, you will not miss it. And that's why I think it is. Is like, is it really a phone? And Microsoft doesn't have a clear cut. Like, put this thing over with the Surface devices, or. Put this thing in the phones. It's not like Microsoft doesn't have a couple of coins in their purse. They can't throw some money at Best Buy. It's Microsoft. They have the money. They can do it. But I think the problem is I think the duo doesn't really fit into either, and they try to straddle both categories. It's like pick a lane and go there. If you want to put the service in there, put the duo right with the services. If it's truly a mobile computing device that has a phone capability, then it should be with the service devices and right there where anybody could see it if they were looking for a service, anything, phone tablet the service device it, whatever yeah it's like you know they this is this is like my one little comeback that i have with people because they're like well trent you don't cover this you don't cover that i'm like look i'm gonna tell you this right now it's hard for me to cover a product 
that the company themselves doesn't even promote, what chance do I have of trying to like cover and promote this? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just right. me. It's just me in my bedroom with a camera. I'm supposed to go beat a $30 million marketing budget that Samsung has. Right, exactly. Like, what what like, planet are you on? What like, am I what? supposed to do with that? <laughs> right. This is so funny. And like, and I wonder, this is a good point. And I wanted to ask you about this. What do you think of Michael's comment here? Google has the potential for another phone brand. It's a bundle complete in-house solution. They need a new marketing division to exploit. So do you think it's, is it a leveraging a new marketing division or do they need to change? They're good. They're, they've started to kind of turn the corner. What do you think if you were giving feedback to Google's marketing folks for the pick, like where do you think in the next 12 months we're, we're a, re, a complete rebuild or another adjustment or another leverage? So what they're doing is fine. Like awful. I can't I can't really look at Google and say they're doing a bad job. If anything, they're playing catch up on what they should have done maybe about three years ago. Yeah, say three, six the, months ago. The yeah, thing sure. that Google really needs to nail down, and maybe they can push a little bit harder on this, but it's kind of subtle. Google presents Google's kind of presenting themselves right now as a lifestyle accessibility brand now okay. yes there's tech involved but it's not like it's not like apple tech where it's like here make a movie with your phone shot on iphone and all that. cinematic view yeah you're going to be the next federico fellini right i got you. right yeah. it's, it's not like samsung where samsung's like you have the world do everything run your business off a of phone they've really they've really leaned into the accessibility stuff Things for people who are blind, things for people who um, have who are amputees or have some disability or, or hearing impairment know. or something like that. Right. Right. Uh, communication like the Pixel 7 is like literally the best phone to make phone calls with. And they're they're yeah. leaning more into that. The accessibility. They just they just have to get the rest of their products out and then have it all be together because even even apple doesn't have this right google has their own doorbell that connects to their google home and their google display and that right. all connects to their google tv and all these other things apple has like a good like center part of it but they don't even have their own doorbell if you go to apple hey go get a ring doorbell or get whatever else so google already has a lot of stuff individually that still works with Google, but they have to bring in that whole message of your whole house can be nothing but Google stuff. You don't have right, to yeah. get anything else. It can be Google speakers, you know, which competes with yeah, Amazon you know, Echo and all you have a that. Nest, yeah, like your Nest thermostat, and you can it's like it just like completely, and you don't have to, and it just you put it in and it just goes. It does all so the work for you. All you can do is hook it up and push the button, and boom, you're done. It's one of Google's strengths. Is definitely. Uh, Google Assistant, by far the best assistant. Oh, God, yeah. And that's what they need to lean on with this as well. For me. Yeah. I, I think they could probably do a couple more commercials. Uh, now, everyone's going to disagree with me when I say this. They need to bring the they need to bring the versus commercials back. Okay. Just. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I agree. Bring a commercial where you show the Google Assistant just, just whooping on Siri. And everybody's going to be like, time. oh, my God, it's pathetic. I'm like, 
literally the only way you can get anyone's attention in 2022 is by doing pathetic things. Definitely. Right. Or or things that will create a versus or argumentative, like the try anything to bring up. up the pitchfork to the team up. pixel, team <laughs> apple, right? At the end of the day, anything that can push that button. I mean, unfortunately, we're at that where that's where the engagement truly comes from. Is if you if they step on your your tribe, your team, your fandom, they step on it. That's where the that's when the whole world comes to a shit mess, right? That's when people will come out, Samsung Knights, Apple folks, whatever, they will come out in droves because you're an idiot. You don't know if you use an iPhone and Trent's like iPhone. I know the date. Like, right. It's like been there, done that, bought the t-shirt. Like I already know what the scoop is, right? You're not telling me. If you think about it, people know Amazon Alexa more than they know Google Assistant. And Google Assistant's advanced, way advanced on it. But people know Alexa more. Right. I I think Trent, I I agree with you. Just go there and just, I I remember, I still remember the Mac and PC, you know, those are, you know, those two guys, I still remember those guys, like those commercials really stuck in your mind. Isn't that the whole point of marketing and advertising is for it? Yeah. I'm not saying oh, for yeah. a negative reason or like a real controversial, but something that's like you, it sticks in your head. You still remember those commercials coming on TV when they first came on. I was like Apple versus PC, right? They made, they, they, they took a shot at them. I mean, sometimes you got to put it, your business it shows there. confidence oh. in the product. Well, also, you're not using your users as proselytizers, right? It's not their job to push your product to their friends. It's you as a company need to go out there and say, hey, ours is way better than Amazon, and here's mm-hmm. why, and we'll show you real-time, real-world, and we'll put our we'll put our business up there against them any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Like, we will put it up against Siri yep. and Amazon Alexa all day, every day. What's, what's hilarious is, because every time I bring this up, people are like, well, Apple doesn't have to talk about other companies. And that shows you how 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 far removed people are from where yep. Apple started off. Steve Jobs was the biggest shit talker of other companies. <laughs> He's the Gary Payton of tech, like, right? <laughs> that dude used to talk so much shit about other companies. <laughs> and people forgot. But, you know, like those commercials, those, they happened. They did like 40 of them. They literally took PC, beat them into a corner. If you were a kid going to school and you had a PC, you were lame and all this other stuff. And right. then here we are like 15 years later. They don't have to talk about anybody anymore. They already won. Right. Well, I had that argument on my Friday Night Fury. with it. It's like Apple already has done. They literally could come out of the fold. And they don't have to do anything. They don't just they don't even have an advertisement. If they just put it in the phone and say, hey, we're all in this fold now. We're gonna get the Apple fold, the iFold, whatever, boom. They'll they'll pump millions of units out, and it doesn't matter what hardware capability is, doesn't matter. Is it an iPad? Doesn't matter. Is it an iPhone? Who cares? What's it running? Doesn't matter. But it's I gotta have it because I don't want to show up at the club or my friend's house with this not have the latest iPhone because I can't flex. Right. People have turned iPhone into something that it's not just tech. It literally is a status symbol. It's literally part of your, your identity is that Apple has pushed 10 years of pushing this to the point where it's not just having the best phone. iMessage doesn't really matter. It's the fact that you're on the out looking in and it's, a, it's an emotional engagement and Apple is, and here's the thing. Microsoft and Google are looking to leverage their services against other things. 
Apple, if left to their own, would crush entire division. They would. It would be Apple is the one ring that would rule them all. They're not looking to get their stuff on anything else. They're looking to end competition as they know it. That's their. That's their game. They don't care about Apple services on it because you you could do it. They would do it. They don't. They don't have to. At least they think they don't. I think that's going to be their Achilles heel at the end of the day. But that's just me talking shit because I don't know anything <laughs> other than my own opinion. That's all. Going on to Apple, though, good. Trent, are you going to get one of the 14 Pro Maxes? Or... No. No. Yeah. I would think if you have the 13 Pro Max, you're, you're solid. I mean, that's a yeah, I was gonna say, like I think it's probably the best phone they've made in, in probably five years, I think. Yeah. So uh, my, my experience with eSIM, both personally <laughs> and professionally, is the reason why I'm, I can't. Because... Yeah. Bad move for me. I I understand. I understand that at some point, eSIM is the future. I understand. Oh, absolutely. That. Yeah. Yeah. However, f- <laughs> Apple Apple has this thing of twisting your arm when it doesn't need to be twisted. In this, in in the sake of future, right? Okay. So Apple does this thing where they say, this is the future, but we're going to give it to you today so that. Oh. Uh-oh. So what, wow. what I think they do, they push you in a direction, Apple. They tell you what the future is before right. it's actually the future. Well, also... Hey, I was going to see hang up on us. Well, he was right in the middle of a great point. Like, oh, where, where did Trent go? Oh, man, God. All right. Me, it took him 57 minutes to find you sick of our shit. There you go, Joe. We no, almost let, made me, it let, me go ahead, let me let me go ahead and get it. But what I'm saying is they do this like whole future thing to mm-hmm. say that, you know, we were already a part of the future. Yeah. But it wasn't ready. Like it, the right. implementation and, and yes, you can, you know, blame carriers and other stuff involved, but my thing was, it didn't hurt anyone to have a SIM card slot. No. Give them it choice, actually, man. If anything, it gave you more flexibility because right now, if I want to use eSIM, I can. If I don't want to use eSIM and I want to go with the traditional SIM card, I can. Right. And one of the arguments that somebody came up with was, oh, well... If they remove the SIM card slot, then that's one less port that they have to worry about water intrusion and all this other stuff. Like, you still have buttons. You still have a charging port. Yeah, you still USB-C. They, I mean, there's still intrusion. That, that Actually, I would argue that the SIM slot, the way it's, can, can, you know, the way it's designed, is the less intrusive spot on the entire phone as far as ports go. They, they literally designed the slot and everything else with the phone to be IP68 rated. So right. if you no. if you remove that, does it increase does it increase the IP rating? No. It's IP68 <laughs> plus Gen 1, Trent. That's what it does is. It, <laughs> does, does, <laughs> does removing the slot make it more durable? No. Did you right. put anything in the place of the SIM slot to make the phone faster, better, stronger, anything? No. Mm-hmm. You just you just simply removed the SIM card slot because you right. could. Is it, 
because <laughs> Apple wants to drive like we think that it's time for you to move to eSIM and we're going to drive that change. Whether or not you like it or not, we're going to take the headphone jack away. Even if you want to use it, we don't care. We're going to talk about, you know, and same with the eSIM. I mean, there again, that's a great point. I'm glad you said that because I didn't I didn't conceptualize it that deep, but you're right. There's no gain to getting rid of that ES, the SIM slot. Zero gain. It's no. literally just to, to push a agenda to moving then people to ESIM. It's a bit different. But I think but the thing will is, be though, the thing, but yeah. What scares me is the big Android boys will follow suit. Well, definitely Samsung first, for sure. Yep. Yeah, of course. They'll joke about it first for a little while. Then they'll follow suit. Although, I haven't. have you seen any of their jokes? I haven't. Maybe I'm not paying attention, but I don't know. Probably they're already them. working on it. <laughs> but, but my yeah. thing with eSIM is, and this is the other part, maybe I should make a video about this, is one of the drawbacks is, let's say, for example, you work for a company, Right. And that company has iPhones and that company says, hey, we're going to upgrade a certain amount of executives and employees or whatever from the I, I think what was like the iPhone SE or the iPhone 8 or whatever one. Right. We're going to upgrade them. But now all of the new phones have eSIM only. So now we have to do eSIM transfers for God knows how many employee phones. Right. You know how many of those phones failed and we were stuck on the phone yep. with Verizon? <laughs> just go, just each one, it was like a 20 minute process. And I'm right. like, okay, so if we ever have to replace a phone, I mean, I'm pretty sure they'll iron this out, but just like there's pain yeah. points to be had. And I'm like, SIM cards are not extinct yet. You know, like, you know, how you get to the point to where, like, with CDs, right? It got to a point to where CDs have been so far removed as far as using them that they stopped putting CD ROMs on laptops. Right. Or, yeah. or CD players in cars. They just kind of naturally kind of, it, it kind of organically pushed the life cycle right. or it just didn't make any sense anymore. Right. What Apple's doing, it's not organic. They're not waiting until. They see like a decline in SIM card usage because my 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 argument is this: you have a phone that's eSIM and it's SIM card. Okay, let's run a report. At what point do we see a massive drop off from people using SIM cards to now using eSIM? If we see that number start to rise significantly, then okay, that makes sense. But if people are still using SIM cards, you're you're fixing a problem that, that right. doesn't exist yet. It's a solution chase. Well, they always say a solution chasing a problem, right? So, and then also too is at my in my work, we they won't go to iPhone 14s because of the eSIM because right now when it comes to desktop services, they just hand you a laptop. They used to build them out and all of that. Now they go here you go. We put the the build on it. Here's a software that's the main. Now you need to contact our national IT desk. And you have, if you've got gaps, you need to copy it over. You do all that work yourself. Like desktop services during the COVID era had just handed us, I just got a new deployment laptop and it had like nothing on it. They had the basic bill and a couple of my software. I'm like, where's my this? And where's my that? They're like, oh, here you go. Here's a, here's a PDF. Have fun. Good luck to you. Self-deployment. I went, so you think they're going to do self-deployment with iPhone 14s with eSIM and watching all the people having to contact 
that's just in my my division. Like I can't imagine across the system deploying iPhone 14s is going to be problematic. I would I would argue that they saw the 14 and they're like, nope, <laughs> no, 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 we're going to go with 13s and that's the we're going to stop until we can figure out a, a, a plan of attack on how to get these 14s to deploy properly with eSIM. My organization is not even going to touch 14s. You will not get iPhones as your deployment bank device until until that's worked out. I'm sure. Yeah. And the last, the last thing about Apple, and this kind of irks me, this is mainly with their phones. You really don't see this too much with their other products because, like, they're so far spread out. For years, we were like, please get rid of the notch. 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 <laughs> I, knew, I knew it was going to this. Okay, go ahead. Keep going. No, I knew it. <laughs> we, we, we proclaimed for years to get rid of that notch. But this is what Apple does. Whenever we get tired of something that we want to get rid of, they say, okay, fine. We'll get rid of this one thing. We'll give you something else that you're going to be happy about. However, whenever we give you that thing, we're going to take something else away that you weren't thinking about. And that's what they did this year. They gave us the dynamic island, but then took away the SIM card slot. And you're like, dude. No one told you to mess with e with eSIM. Right. SIM. Nobody's no one's asking for eSIM. Nobody's no asking one. for that. And they did it in North America. They're like, hey, North America only. Are you guys Canada? ESIM for? Canada? No, you guys are cool. eSIM? Oh, SIM? Yeah, no problem. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, that's like, cool. Yeah, that's like. Can I have the notch back, please? Right, we'll take the notch and sim. I'll take the notch. I'll take the. I'll take the. I'll take the Pixel Three bathtub notch. I'll take that if I can get my sim card tray back. I'll take that tray. So, great points. And like I said, we're at in Trent. I mean, I know this is incredible. We're already at one hour and five minutes, sir. So we have uh, gotten to the time. So, again, uh, thank you again. I know this is a uh, this is Prime Football Day. I realize that you're probably watching the Browns. I haven't checked the score. So I don't kind of want to. I'm pulling for the Browns because I, I do like Cleveland. I like Cleveland as a city generally, and I think Browns <laughs> fans are much maligned. So I, I have some. It's some. Uh, 20. Baltimore has 20. We got 13. That's oh, okay. Still got some time. Third quarter, we got some time. So, again, thank you for taking your time. I realize that you can be doing a lot of stuff with your day, and, and spending an hour with us is really, really awesome. We really appreciate you taking the time to come here and chat. Now. I feel well, bad now. Because he's trying to watch the game, and we took his time. No, I mean, it's like, it's like watching the Bears. Like, I don't want to – I watch the Bears, and I want to, but then I don't want to watch them because then I get down to the end of the game, and I just want to throw shit because I'm like, oh, these guys drive me crazy. So I, 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 kind, of, I kind of appreciate Trent's approach. So I Yeah, I really appreciate it, man. But we thank really you. thank you very much for, for taking the time on a Sunday. Really, this is family day, a rest day for you, and you, you're busy with your work. So we really thank you for taking the time to spend with us. We really appreciate that. Oh, no, that's cool. I'm just chilling. <laughs> cool. So we'll make sure that we get all the channels. But um, for anybody who is in the chat who doesn't know, Trent, where can, where can folks find you if they're looking for you on, online on your YouTube channel and everything else? Uh, I should update my name on here. But on Twitter, it's Trenton's Tech. And on YouTube, it's Trenton's Tech. And the only reason why I switched it was because I went to go claim that YouTube handle. And it was like, oh, no, it's in use by somebody else. And I'm like, Ah, of course. Well, I, then I feel good because when I put the name of this, I just I went with Trent's tech because I know that's pretty much how it is. So, uh, well, hopefully, maybe that person doesn't 
you can talk to them and send me an email and maybe give it up. Give it up. That'd be possible. They've been inactive for like five years. So oh, uh, we should they should have a life cycle. They should life cycle them out. Thirty six months. You don't use it. Your life cycle. Yeah, it should be, man. Right. Right. Yep. So absolutely. So for Joe, any final thoughts, sir, on, on a great other than uh, Arsenal pushing Southampton? So <laughs> I can't no, help it, man. It's too easy. And uh, RIP, RIP. The thing I want to say is I've used the Sony today. Yeah, the Sony um, looked good. It's doing all right. And, it's doing all right. And RIP, Liz Truce. Forty-five days. Have a good yeah. time. Get a new MP. Sure, that's going to be a quiz question in five years' time, when the Queen passed away. Who was Prime Minister? Everyone be like, uh, some lady uh, for like 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, so man. that's our show for today for Joe, for myself, for Trent. Thanks for tuning in. If you want to download the podcast and let's do it offline, come back next Sunday. We'll have a bunch of guests and we'll have some fun. And, and for all of you guys that have joined the stream and Barry and Aditya and Jimmy, and I saw Lenny in there and Chad and uh, Shark, thanks for coming in, spending some time with us. Again, we love all you guys. Cool take care. Take care of your tech, and we'll catch you next Sunday, uh, same time, for our next uh, edition of Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe. And for myself and Trent, thank you very much for joining us. Take care, everybody. Love your tech, and we'll catch you on the next one. Peace.